Welcome in to Locked On Knicks. Alex Wolf here going solo and the Knicks beat the Heat 106 to 104. Julius Randle is an all-star. Jalen Brunson is not. RJ Barrett had a bounce back game and a bunch of guys played really well. Lots to talk about next on Locked On Knicks. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. Starts without a five. Ewing for the win. Yes. Up, up left. Now fires it. He's good. And he's fouled. And he's out. Anthony for three. All right, welcome in to Locked On Knicks. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. And I wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On Knicks your first listen today and every day, whether you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform or taking in the sights and sounds on YouTube. We appreciate you making us part of your daily routine. And if you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and the notification bell, or be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and hit the auto download option so you never miss an episode. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor-in-chief of Nick's site, The Strickland, which you can find at thestrick.land. And the Knicks beat the Heat 106 to 104. A little sloppy at the end. Probably shouldn't have been as close as it wound up being, but ultimately a win's a win. And I think there were the the positives far outweighed the negatives. Look, if you want to look at it this way, the Heat, even when the Knicks were really good two years ago, even right now, you know, whatever, they're a team that always gives the Knicks trouble. They are very talented. They, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, you know, they they have a good core that can really, you know, do things on both ends. They pull role players out of nowhere and make things happen. They're super well coached with Eric Spolstra at the helm and they always give the Knicks trouble. So, you know what? Like I'm kind of of the belief of any win that the Knicks get against the Heat is a good win because the Heat are always going to scrap and always going to take things to the last possession. And that was what happened in this one, but the Knicks ultimately pulled it out. And I think the big thing here today, it was sort of a celebratory game and celebratory celebratory win because Julius Randle made the all-star team. The all-star reserves were announced. And of course, only uh, only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players make it for a 12-person roster. Can can we just like make the all-star roster bigger? Would that be possible? I don't understand why for a midseason exhibition they can't make it a a 15-man roster so that you can get a few more all-stars in there. doesn't have to. Although, honestly, I think the NBA probably enjoys the drama that comes with the snubs and everything and everybody freaking out on social media. So maybe that's why they've still kept it at 12 to this point. But speaking of 12, Julius really looked like his all-star self, especially without Jalen Brunson in the lineup for this game. Julius had 12 points in the first quarter on his way to 23 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. And I got to say, he he was against the Lakers the other day. He didn't look super comfortable uh, with that LeBron and AD matchup. And 
Didn't seem like he was having a ton of fun out there. I'm assuming it was probably the all-star nod, but he really seemed like he was having fun in this game and just kind of it showed in his play. Like he he looked like he was back to himself and back to splashing threes in the first quarter, uh, you know, and and really setting the tone early, which has been sort of the staple for Julius this year. And then, of course, you know, I've talked before about how the Knicks have now set up this sort of uh, dichotomy, I guess, of Julius opens the game, Brunson closes the game. R.J. Barrett helped with closing the game and with providing that extra scoring punch. Julius also did good closing the game. The whole team really did a great team effort closing this this game, which I'll get to in a minute. But uh, as far as just Julius, I thought he really did a little bit of everything scoring the ball. Obviously, there were the three-point shots, but had you know a couple and ones, or at least one and one, and generated some other free throws. Uh, also had a, an OB-esque leak out where Grimes had a fantastic outlet pass to him. And Julius just streaked in and got a big lefty finish at kind of a key moment. Like the Knicks were Knicks were having a hard time with. So it, the third quarter and beginning of the fourth was crazy because it was like the Knicks went on. I think it was an 11 0 run. Then the Heat went on like a 24 to four run or something like that. 21 to four, something along those lines, uh, like a really big run for them. And then the Knicks went on another, I think, again, 11 and 11 to 0 run uh, to sort of end the third and begin the fourth, which gave them the distance that they needed to survive the heat, trying to make their comeback late. Uh, and Julius was a big part of that. Other players were too, who I'll shout out in a minute, like Deuce McBride, RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, you know, guys like that. But uh, it was all in all, just as far as Julius is concerned, a great showing for him. Uh, I also got to say too, as far as him making the all-star team and not Jalen Brunson, it seemed like the only move, you know, it's it stinks for Brunson because I really do think that he should make the all-star team. I mean, I, I know that he – I think it's just unfortunate timing for Brunson. I think if his season was flipped, like Julius is just sort of the opposite of Brunson's season. Like Julius started the year off okay, you know, not quite at his like all-star level, but was playing smart, whatever – and then really found his groove and has been absolutely killing it the last like two months. Whereas Brunson came out completely on fire and was playing like absolutely crazy basketball for the first like month and a half, two months of the season. And then lately seems like the wear and tear and, you know, I, Gavin and I have said this before, but like, you know, he's sort of going through almost like what rookies go through in a weird way. Like he's, he's now, having this huge minutes load and having this huge role for a whole season. And, you know, I think it's getting to him a little bit. It's sort of, you know, he's looked a little sluggish in his play at times recently. I think the all-star break is going to be really good for him. And I think a little bit of maintenance like he had, you know, for this game can be good for him as well because he's really played through a ton of bumps and bruises this season. But, you know, as a result, it's all about where you are in, the mind's eye of the coaches right now. And I think Julius is firmly in front with how well he's been playing lately. Like just had that big national TV game against the Celtics last week too, that probably, you know, swayed things a bit. And so I think that that probably influenced things and made it so that Randall got it over Brunson. And that's totally fine. You know, honestly, Brunson will have next year to potentially get an all-star nod too. 
uh, love the year after that, and hopefully a long time with the Knicks. And I have no doubt he's going to break through at some point. I'll just quickly address Randall's uh, case real quick. I saw at least a handful of tweets being like, why did Jimmy Butler get in or why didn't Jimmy Butler get in over Julius Randall, blah, blah, blah. What a mistake. Shut up. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's like so stupid. I mean, I think first you have to look at the fact that Butler can't stay on the court consistently. He's only played 38 out of 53 games for the heat this year. So he's missed 15 games already. He's only played like 50 something games for the last like three seasons or more. So like, and maybe he should stay on the court more and then, you know, there'll be more of a statistical case for him to make the game. But a lot of times guys do get rewarded for being on the floor often for their teams as all-stars. And, you know, he has not been that if anything, it, it, I think you could just argue like, should Butler have made it over his own teammate uh, in Bam out of bio? I, I still think I probably would have taken Bam, but you know I think that's the argument. I don't think it's should he have gotten in over Julius Randle. Uh, obviously, James Harden didn't make it either, which had Joel Embiid in a tizzy. Um, is what it is there, I guess. But then, as far as Brunson, I did just I did want to say who all the the reserves are, just to kind of underscore. Like, I don't really think there was a spot you could have fit. Brunson on this roster, unfortunately, which is sort of what Gavin and I talked about a few weeks ago. But Bam Adebayo makes it. Jalen Brown of the Celtics, that's a shoe in. Like he has to make it. He's on the top team. The, the you know, him and Tatum are the top two players, so they should be in the game. Uh, DeMar DeRozan makes it. Maybe one questionable case, but he's still having a really st- statistically great season. Um, even if the Bulls aren't playing super well, and he's got that like. I call it like the legacy vote, you know, like he's he's a multi-time all-star already. He's later on in his career. I feel like coaches are going to be more inclined to give it to the guy, like give it to the guy you know versus the guy you don't, uh, even though Brunson is pretty well regarded around the league. Uh, Embiid makes it, obviously. He had to make it. Halliburton makes it, again, pretty much obviously, you know, even if the Pacers aren't fantastic, he is having a fantastic season. You know, it's, it's you don't want to admit it, but that's the case. Uh, of course, Randall makes it, and then Drew Holiday makes it. I mean, maybe you could make a case for Brunson over Drew Holiday as well, but then it's, you know, that's a case of the Bucks are, again, one of the best teams in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference right now. Are you really going to take away them having a second All-Star to put two All-Stars on from the Knicks, who, you know, are middle of the pack? It's like team results go into this stuff. And so I I think it was the right call. Ultimately, you know, I think it was always kind of going to be, it was either going to be Randall or it was going to be Brunson. And in the end, Randall, I think just by virtue of how his season has gone timing wise, nailed it and got the nod. And I honestly, I don't have any problems with that. That's totally fine. And I'm really happy for Randall given how he's turned things around. So congrats to Randall. And I feel pretty confident that Brunson will get one at some point. So Brunson, you know, just keep your head up. Not that he needs to hear that from a random podcaster, but I think he'll get there eventually. Uh, I have gone a really long time without talking about the leading scorer in this game, RJ Barrett, who had 30 points. So I'll talk about him 
in just a moment after I remind you all that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And I'll be placing a same-game parlay. I think this is going to be a shootout. Mahomes versus Hurts and all that offensive firepower on both sides. Yes, they're both good defensive teams as well, but I, I'm going to be betting on the offense just for fun. And there's so many fun little props you can bet on uh, for your same game parlay as well. The FanDuel Sports app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. I've been using FanDuel for years, even when we had to promote other places. So I can attest they're they're great. They give you your money fast, and, and it's a great time. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, and I'm back, and I, I teased it. It's time to talk about R.J. Barrett. Can't believe I've gone this this long without talking about R.J. Barrett. And this is exactly the type of game that reminds you why still to this day it's probably not smart to write off a guy in his age 22 season after a few bad games and a couple fourth quarter benchings. Uh, this was exactly the type of game that I would hope to see from R.J. after being benched down the stretch of that Lakers game, which definitely seemed like a, a statement from Tibbs to him, you know, I would want him to come out with a chip on his shoulder. I would want him to display why he is as good as he is. And I, he looked motivated. He looked ready to go. If the three-point shot had been falling, he might have had another 40-piece against the Heat here. But even as it stands, he absorbed the blow of his three-point shot not working and said, I'm just going to absolutely destroy Tyler Hero this entire game and put to bed all the people that – Still to this day, seem to think that you know Tyler Hero is better than RJ Barrett. I I don't buy it just because of the two way impact, and you kind of saw it in this one. Like Hero had twenty five points, but he gave up the majority of RJ Barrett's thirty on the other end. So you know it's it's not a not a great look for Hero there. But you know he he did all of his damage. RJ did just by attacking. You know he just attacked, 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 and got inside, used a variety of moves. He was finishing with both hands. He was uh, just getting into the lane at will, pulled out this like really nifty little spin move at one point to get around Hero. That was great. Um, I mean, it, again, I can't stress enough. He absolutely toasted Hero in this game. And I think he actually played pretty decent D on Hero as well. You know, I mentioned that Hero wound up with 25 points, but if you look at the ways in which they were both getting their points. Hero was like just kind of taking advantage of really good screens on the perimeter. And RJ, to his credit, was trying to fight over some of them, but they were just really good screens. And sometimes that happens. You know what I mean? Like there's no avoiding <laughs> when, you know, a, a team has good screeners and you can't get over it. Like the effort is really what counts. And I think that, that was the main thing was that RJ was showing effort on the defensive end in this game, which I'm sure that he got roasted for by the coaching staff after that last game. 
and got told like, look, you got to start trying harder on defense or else this isn't going to work. And I, I assume that he heard that took it to heart and then came out with this game because he, he really did look quite good. Um, on the defensive end, at least to my eye, even if he had a few, look, people are always going to zero in on the, the boneheaded moments. He did have like at least one moment in this one where I was like, what on earth were you thinking there where he was on hero on the perimeter and Grimes like was coming over with his man. And then RJ decided that he had to run into the paint to overhelp for some reason at that particular moment and like left hero totally alone and was like pointing at him. If I recall, like saying like Grimes, go get him. And <laughs> Grimes was like, what? <laughs> and then RJ wound up going back towards hero. And, but hero got like a wide open look at that point. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's, I, I think, you know, the lapses are going to happen, but all in all, I, I like this effort on that end. Uh, and then again, on offense, just more than made up for it in this one. And that's all you can really ask. I think, of course, uh, he also likes the Jimmy Butler matchup a lot, but I, I did see some people uh, belly aching about the turnovers at the end. I don't, I, they didn't bother me that much. I mean, I understand you don't want to have turnovers in those key moments, but like the first one, there was no play. It seemed like to get Julius Randle the ball. It was essentially, you know, late in the game, I think there was, I don't know, like 10 seconds left or something or 12. I, I forget how many seconds, but, you know, it was it was pretty key juncture. The Knicks were only up by a handful of points, and RJ goes to inbound to Julius. The Heat were, of course, playing super smothering defense, and uh, as usual, the plan was just kind of like Julius just, like, ran up, and then just he, ha he was forced to establish position on Bam Adebayo, who's his fellow all-star, who's, you know, one of the better defensive players in the league, and uh, RJ had to find a way to try to get the ball there. So he kind of tried to like lob it high. And then Adebayo just kind of got a hand in there, generated a, a turnover. And, you know, that was that. Uh, the second one, RJ was kind of stranded on the, on the sideline. It, I, I, I guess at that point, the heat probably would have been forced to foul him. So he probably should have held the ball there, but he, was in the process of getting doubled. And I think in his eye, he saw an opportunity to swing it to quickly really fast and didn't notice. I think it was Struess that wound up poking that one loose. I, I, I forget who it was, but someone was close enough to quickly to intercept that pass. And then Hartenstein makes a, a great play to return the ball over to the Knicks. Then after that, um, I don't know. Again, the, the turnovers just didn't bother me as much as they bothered some other people, I guess I, I, I think it comes with the territory and ultimately like, are you winning this game without RJ scoring 30 points without Brunson in the lineup and everything else? No, you're not. And that's, I think the ultimate takeaway here is that he stepped up, did what had to be done. And even if the turnovers were frustrating at the end, I think at least, I think the one where he was double team, you can definitely put on him. The one where there was essentially no inbounds play drawn up. I put that one more on Tibbs, if I'm being honest. You know, I, I I don't think that it's up to the the player inbounding the ball to, you know, place this like absolutely perfect pass when there's no structure for that. Uh, I think that the coach has to do more to have plays in in the team's bag to open these guys up at the end of the game. So that's where I come down on that. But all in all, 
my review of RJ Barrett's game, like, I don't know, solid eight out of 10, nine out of 10. Like he did what needed to be done. And, and, you know, I'm very happy to see him bounce back in that way because the Knicks definitely needed it. Uh, All right. I do want to talk about some other guys that were fantastic as well. I thought Deuce McBride was really good. Quentin Grimes, speaking of guys that scored when the team needed it, he was fantastic as well. Evan Fournier back in the lineup again, maybe not quite so fantastic. Uh, So I'll talk about him in a minute as well. But first, I do just got to remind you guys that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is my favorite daily fantasy game. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever played it before, but let's say you wanted to make an interesting uh, little ticket here. You could say, I want, uh, I bet that RJ Barrett is going to score over 18 and a half points. I bet Julius Randle is going to have over five and a half assists. And I bet that Emmanuel quickly is going to have over two and a half made threes. You can do that on prize picks and just play along. It's just you versus projected numbers. It's not you versus a bunch of professional players, which was always my least favorite part about those other daily fantasy games where you get a budget and then, you know, like everybody's got their spreadsheets and all their like algorithms and inside info and everything else. And one dude will buy out like 5,000 spots out of a 10,000 spot contest and win like all of the top prizes with one single lineup that he built on a computer. And you're just like, I just kind of want to like have fun and like play a cool game. Well, good news for you. Prize picks is fun. It is a cool game, and you're only playing against the computers, not against other players. So how does it work in the nitty-gritty? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, just you versus projections. And they offer projections on any sport that you watch, which includes the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It really is that easy. And you can make multi-sport entries. So... You know, if you're a hockey fan and a basketball fan, you could place a hockey and basketball, you know, thing. Or if you want to do college basketball and pro basketball, you could do that, too. And they offer safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, and I'm back to continue talking about this Knicks win over the Heat. A couple of the young players I thought played really well. Deuce McBride, I think, was fantastic in his about 11 minutes that he was on the floor. He had eight points, was a perfect three for three from the field, and had two assists. Uh, This is basically exactly what we've been talking about with Deuce. Like, if he scores efficiently, he is an overwhelming positive. Like, that's just how it's going to be. You know what I mean? He's, he's such a good player. Like in this game, he winds up uh, as a plus two in just 11 minutes, which is pretty good considering there was only two players that really had huge plus minus impacts in this game. And that was Julius Randall and Jericho Sims. Oddly enough, I thought that Sims played a pretty good game too. Actually. I, I, I think that for the limited amount of playtime that he was in there, 19 and a half minutes, he made a pretty big impact despite not scoring a point. But 
you know, Randall was the huge guy there, but Deuce was the the only guy off the bench that had a positive plus minus in this game, uh, which maybe has more to do with the personnel that he was on the floor with than anything. Um, one Evan Fournier that I'm going to talk about in just a second, but um, I, I thought that he did exactly what was needed, especially late in the game. Makes a couple of clutch baskets. Actually, a few. Uh, all three of his baskets were super clutch. Makes one at the end of the third, a three-pointer. Makes one earlier in the fourth, another three-pointer. Then has a really nice cut where Hardenstein found him cutting to the hoop uh, midway through the fourth, right before he got subbed out. Really good stuff from Deuce. You know, exactly what you need to see out of him. Plus, of course, he's going to offer good defense. He initiated a little bit in this game, had a couple assists. Like, I, I really like the game from him. Uh, he should keep it up. And if he can keep shooting, like, I don't know, around like 50% overall or something like that, or even like 45% overall, good things are going to happen for him because obviously the defense is still top-notch. But speaking of top-notch defense and and scoring when he needed it, Quentin Grimes, talk about a clutch player. This guy just, every time that the Knicks need another scorer this year, he's been there for them. You know, he stepped up. Like, the big game that stands out to me is the the Mavs game, which unfortunately the Knicks wound up losing with that 60-point Luka triple-double and that ridiculous finish with the, the free throw put back and all that stuff. But as far as, like, just Grimes' impact on that game, he was fantastic. As far as Grimes' impact on this game, short Jalen Brunson, he was also fantastic. He had 17 points on nine shots. He was just amazing. I mean, that's like a – that's such an elite – scoring performance already like essentially doubling up your shot attempts with points that's what you love to see from an efficiency standpoint um i think his most impressive individual shot was once again nailing a three that the knicks needed down the stretch uh he had the ball kicked out to him the knicks needed a bucket to you know push the lead out and to you know ensure that they would be able to come out with a win he hits it and just looked totally nonplussed by it as usual just cool as a cucumber made that shot just absolutely what you love to see out of one of your young players but I think even more impressive than that was he also assisted two key buckets inside of 40 seconds um, he fed Isaiah Hartenstein uh, for one bucket there and then fed Julius Randall for another off of a Hartenstein steal uh the one that I mentioned that happened after the RJ turnover, he kicked it ahead to Grimes, who then uh, found Julius in transition for a nice dunk. And that gave the Knicks the cushion that they needed to actually win the game. Um, you know, just just fantastic stuff uh, from Grimes. He, he, you know, that's three plays and seven points that he helped contribute in the final like 40 seconds of the game. That's that's the stuff you like to see out of your young players. And, and, I, you know, he's going to continue being a starter. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, I've talked about OG Ananobi on here just this week that the Knicks are apparently interested in, but if the Knicks do wind up going for OG Ananobi, what does that mean for Grimes? Uh, who knows? I mean, does he stay a starter? I would hope so, but how? I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the big question there is how does Grimes hold on to a starting spot? But no matter what, whether he's starter bench, whatever the case may be, he's he's going to have a role on the six team because he's just too good to not have a role on the six team. Uh, speaking of guys that maybe sh aren't too good to not have a role on this team, Evan Fournier, man, was just 
ugh, like Brunson needs to come back and not miss any more games just so that the Knicks don't have to unglue Fournier from the bench. Either that or they need to just like trade Cam Reddish already and bring in a functional player that they can play off the bench. It was just, it was bad, you know? And I know like as of earlier this season, I was like, no, Evan's pretty good. You know, like the good outweighs the bad. Uh, The good has ceased outweighing the bad and it has for a while, but you know, he had like some mini moments the last time that he was in the lineup as well. This game, no mini moments. It was just, I mean, he came in and essentially looked like he was trying to prove that he should be out there more. And his way of doing that was essentially shooting the ball every time it touched his hands and not even attempting to move it around for anyone else. And he made one of seven shots and was just honestly looking like the worst version of a chucker of a player, which is the worst thing you could possibly be uh, if you're an NBA basketball player. So yeah, not good. I did not, I did not enjoy his game. Uh, and I really thought it dragged down that bench unit, especially in the first half. I mean, there was a huge difference when the bench unit was in there in the first half and they really struggled to generate some stuff. Even when they had RJ out there, it was a little difficult because it seemed like it was kind of just like RJ versus the world in the first half uh, as far as the bench players are concerned. So yeah, not not fantastic. Um, then Isaiah Hardenstein, I thought, had another really good game. I, I mentioned already, saved the game with that late steal, got some big rebounds. I mean, he's had some tough center matchups lately, so kudos to him. You know, I mean, the, the fact that the Knicks gave up 104 in this game, I mean, that the Heat are a dangerous team that can shoot threes and stuff, and uh, they also have, you know, a guy in Jimmy Butler who's one of the best players in the – the last 15 years or so at like his, his trademark skill is getting inside, drawing contact, generating fouls, stuff like that. He only ends up with 10 points in this game and kind of struggled uh, on the day when he got quote unquote snubbed for being an all-star so much for that. Um, So, you know, I I thought Hartenstein did a really nice job as did Jericho Sims who didn't score any points, but ultimately had a pretty good, uh, good impact on the game as well. That's pretty much it. I mean, uh, I thought Obi Toppin was pretty good as well. Seven points, three of six shooting in just under 14 minutes. If he had been able to make his threes, it would have been an even better game from him. He probably would have had double-digit points. Um, but I, I liked his impact on both ends. I liked what he was looking to do on offense, uh, moving the ball quickly, that sort of thing. Uh, and then Emmanuel quickly, I thought also had a pretty good game, You know, just well-rounded effort, kind of a ho-hum, just good. Manual quickly game and that means that i've literally mentioned every single player that played for the knicks in this game and gotten to talk about julius randall's uh all-star selection so i think that's pretty much everything for today so thank you all for listening to locked on knicks and i'll be back tomorrow uh, i'm actually gonna just do a final rumor roundup from this week leading into trade deadline week next week so keep your ears out for that a little weekend special to uh, carry you through the weekend and get you ready for the trade deadline next weekend and or next week I should say not weekend and uh, that's it so thank you all for listening talk to you all soon peace out everybody